0: Welcome to Cats by 90, a podcast dedicated to you, the Big Blue Nation. Basketball, football, and the latest recruiting news. If it's Kentucky sports,
1: then it's here
0: on Cats by 90. Now, from SB Nation's A Sea of Blue, your hosts, Big Blue Drew and Aaron Gershon.
1: Thanks for joining us on a Cats by 90 podcast brought to you by SB Nations of Sea of Blue. Drew Brown here. Um, no Aaron Gershon today, but I am in a very special location. It's an undisclosed location. I won't give its exact coordinates, but um have TJ Walker joining me today from Big X Sports Radio. And I'm, I'm currently in his home. So thank you for inviting me into your home, TJ.
0: We're in Linden, <laughs> and we can say that. I'm happy that you came. And we were able to set this up and talk some some sports, some UK sports.
1: Yeah, thanks for um, coming on, man. I'm I'm always excited to talk to you and stuff, TJ, because not only are we friends, but I also like that you're not like necessarily like cast under an umbrella of like an entity. Like I know you do radio with Big X Sports Radio, but it's your show, and I've been there, and I would venture to guess there's not a ton of bureaucracy and stuff that goes in. So I always feel like you keep it real, yeah, and um, you know ask good questions and don't have to worry about answering to anyone i guess is what i'm saying
0: uh, yeah it feels good not having to answer to anybody i've I've done that in the past and that's not it's something that people just have to live with but it's not uh, it's not always ideal and i think as media members we do and media members i'm using that loosely i don't take oh myself you. Seriously. i'm the loosest with it yeah so. <laughs> i don't take myself seriously as a media member but we do, do provide services to college sports fans sports fans all around And I think we do our listeners, my listeners, some readers, your listeners and readers, we do them a disservice not sharing other media members' works enough. And a lot of times it's because, oh, you can't share the competition, or oh no, if you do that. Everybody knows what exists. Everybody knows the websites that are out there, the radio shows that are out there. So, if you really care about your listeners and you really care about your readers, you would share something that comes from a different website. So, that's been kind of nice to be able to, uh, to do that. And even when I work for Kentucky Sports Radio, they're pretty, they, they link, you know, they'll link everything, they'll take articles. Uh, it wasn't always the case at, like that at Cats Illustrated, but that was a big rivals umbrella, uh, not necessarily anything that CI itself did. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it too much from like
1: a content variety standpoint as much as it is just like shooting from the hip, getting to say it to everyone. But that's a good point. And uh, just walk the listeners through, TJ. So obviously you host now. So uh, TJ Walker hosts Kentucky Roll Call, Big X Sports Radio here in Louisville, 7 to 9 a.m. on 96.1 FM, 1450 a.m. But before that, um, just kind of walk us where you started at Rivals, correct?
0: Yeah, well, it started, I guess, for, wrote uh, for the student paper at St. Oh, X, so that, I guess that's okay. exactly where I first started writing, and then... Wait, 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 what
1: was what was the name of the student paper at St. X? Xavier
0: and News, because okay. Okay. Like, that's the St. Xavier, St. Xavier and Brothers. But every, they're basically, what they're most known for, and this is a sign of maybe not the best journalism department, was the April Fool's edition called the Xavier and Snooze. And we just got to make up stories and talk about know. it. And so like you were actually allowed to kind of drag teachers if you wanted to. Like a teacher had been bothering you. That's a good idea. You, you could say that he was trying out for the USA Gymnastics and Photoshop his head on, on some gymnast's body. So that was that was the best. Then I went to UK... Went the Kentucky Colonel route. My first beat ever was the women's volleyball team. So I still like Craig Skinner. That was when he was kind I of out that. there. Nice. Yeah. So that uh, started out with that. Got in trouble doing volleyball from, I remember, you know, Deb Moore <laughs> for people that uh-huh. do, that have dealt with UK athletics. Uh, I, I got a quote from a student athlete, a volleyball player, because she had a class with me. And I was like, you know what? I went to the media opportunity. I thought I had enough quotes. I didn't—I'll just ask her in class. So I asked her in class, and I got chewed out, unlike I've ever been chewed oh, in my wow. life. Um, the colonel didn't care. They didn't have an issue with it, but UK was not happy with me for a little bit. Then I got hired on at Cats Illustrated under Brett Dawson. Then he left to go cover—he's covered now several NBA teams. Mm-hmm. Justin Rowland took over. He worked there with me. I was at uh, Cats Illustrated, I guess, for— Six years, long time, and wow. then went over to KSR for about a year, but when I took the KSR job, I knew I kind of wanted to get out of recruiting, covering recruiting. That's tough.
1: So you were full-time at Rivals for six years? Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, I guess I was part-time for the first six months. Okay. Um, that national championship run, I was at Rivals, and that was a great time. And uh, But anyway, so then did KSR, but knew I was wanting to phase out of recruiting. That's draining, having to talk to 16- and 17-year-old kids all the time. And then along that entire process, starting well, not along all of it, but in 2013, I started doing radio, big exports radio. So I was doing writing, I was doing radio. I've been doing radio the entire way. Switched over to KSR for about a year and was ready to move in a different direction. After that, and now I do radio, and I am a real estate appraiser because that pays a lot more than <laughs> right. So I, you know, you've got a day job, you can relate.
1: Correct. Yeah, and it's kind of the opposite, almost as me too, and that's why I was anxious for you to walk us through your experience, just because I was the opposite. I always had kind of the the safer, pay the bills job, and then kind of got into this stuff late. And I think we're both fortunate now because we have some type of balance between it. Because yeah, it, it's very difficult. I couldn't not. That's why I like was like six years full time. Like I, I don't think that I could imagine myself maybe doing this full time. Not only from the money, but it's just it's twenty four seven, like all the time. You know, you always have to kind of be ready to. To break the content or write something so as it might seem um, like it's an easy thing to do it can quickly become uh, morning and night as you know now with your show moving to 7 a.m yeah um, from 8 a.m which i'm sure is a huge difference
0: makes for a long day and then i had, there was a time where i was doing the radio show i was working for cats illustrated full-time basketball recruiting analyst which we know travis Graf pretty well he, he will tell you that that's a a challenging and, and, and timely job i was calling the louisville city games on radio yeah. <laughs> for 840 whas and uh, a few of those different iHeart stations there so it was literally like nonstop. i was filling in for that tv show which now nick and i do on a, a weekly basis the sports buzz on wbna so it's nice that I, I i don't have as many hats to wear from a media standpoint but i'm also busy just kind of doing the the daily stuff but Hell, getting to talk sports on radio, that's two hours a day, but that shouldn't count. That's too easy. That's fun. The writing stuff, that wasn't as enjoyable. Yeah,
1: writers, like like tonight I have to go home and write some you know, pointless-ish type blog. And If you have writer's block late in the night, I mean, and it's just... You, it sucks. You know, getting a sentence in takes you five minutes. Nothing's worse. But I agree. I've done radio with you guys a ton. Do ESPN 680. I love it. It's like two yeah. hours goes by and 20 minutes when you get more comfortable, so... Good stuff, and I'm glad we're talking about this stuff too, TJ. Because I, I think you know anybody can tune into your radio show, listen to anything, get the you know the most relevant Kentucky basketball takes, which we'll talk about a little bit. Recap Vandy, and i preview the trip to Auburn, which I'm going to Auburn, so I'm hype. I'm going to be. No, I
0: heard about that. That's I'm going to be exciting. It is.
1: It's going to be a, make for an extremely long weekend. I'm just going to try to knock out as much Saturday as I can. But looking forward to that. That's going to be dude like the most expensive. Sporting ticket in the country on Saturday, I bet. The prices are just outrageous.
0: Well, that was the case in Lubbock for Texas Tech. The I want to say Kansas Arkansas
1: too. might have been the same thing. Or one I, would, of, uh, I
0: wouldn't doubt it. And, you know, everybody kind of like ribs Calipari for his Calipariisms. But lately in those Journey videos, which I'm sure the UK audience listening has seen those. The After every win, the UK spends a ton of money doing those Journey videos. And they're amazing. They're movie quality. But he's been saying like, hey, these people aren't here to see them. They're here to see you. And mm-hmm. it's so true, because I watched the Texas Tech-West Virginia game this week. Texas Tech won. Good news for UK and its resume from all the numbers standpoint. But that place wasn't, like, packed to the brim like it was against UK. And, I mean, Arkansas, that, that, I don't know, that place has probably been full once this season. It was the mm-hmm. Kentucky game. So there is some truth to it. And for fans, unfortunately, it means you're going to pay more money if you want to watch UK on the road. Not an issue for you though, Mr. Media Member. It'll be it'll be a little cheaper this
1: time, but I'll say that I you know I lived in South Florida for many a year and I have I have some embarrassingly bad expense reports from fan going to the games in Gainesville. Is just I'm talking like a forty eight dollar motel eight they're catching three hundred bucks for on that night every time. Football, basketball. Oh, that's outrageous. It's ridiculous, but that man somebody that has more time than me should do some research because if, if that's three consecutive Saturdays that Kentucky basketball had, you know, by comparison, the cheap, the most expensive sport ticket in the country that day, that's, that's quite phenomenal and really does call attention to, you know, what Cal's saying about them coming to see them. And another thing he said, too, last night, TJ, was a big takeaway for me after, obviously, Kentucky had a lackluster performance, ended up winning by nine, was he was praising them for the whole self-empowerment thing again, which how often would you think a coach – Almost loses one of the worst teams, you know, and definitely in their conference and really in the country, and goes up to the podium and talks about he's proud of his team for being empowered. You think it'd be the opposite way, so I guess if Cal feels good, I still feel pretty good. And do you have any big takeaways from last night? Or are you like me and just kind of sweeping under the rug? They got it done. Who cares?
0: Yeah, I'm, at, I'm I'm kind of at that point, sweep it under the rug. Who cares? Before I get to that, because I do have more takes on that. Do you get annoyed with some of the Louisville media members who oh, wow. get so triggered <laughs> by the Calipariisms? Like I, I've heard nothing but on radio in this town about oh Calipari says this <laughs> he he's getting paid all this money and 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 he's saying that it's player driven I don't know I it's, did hear he, a lot of that you tonight. know like he's not coaching look he's a bad coach he's he's not coaching. You all, if you haven't learned it by now, everything he is saying is recruiting related. Yes. You dumb idiots. And yes. I don't, I don't, I like almost every media member in Louisville. So I don't mean that personally. But you are huge dumb if you are taking him literally <laughs> yes. in the sense that like he's just, hey, you know, I'm not coaching anymore. You players, go do your own thing. It is recruiting. He's trying to find the next you know, positionless basketball. We have that driven into our heads nonstop. Fight and finish. Yeah, all this stuff. It's just recruiting, so don't take it so literally. Now, did Emmanuel quickly come to him and say, hey, let me be the one that sets the pick for Nick Richards because I can come off that curl and either score or throw the alley-oop? Yes, I bet that happened, and I bet Calipari loved that he had a player kind of take control of a huddle. But that, don't take it so literally that Calipari's not calling plays anymore. I mean, every, I mean, it's sad that we have to say that. But, like, Louisville fans will just try to throw mud at anything they can for Calipari and hope that it sticks. So, uh, and I shouldn't say all Louisville fans, but there's just some there's some people <laughs> that get so triggered by everything he says. Well, now,
1: man, we're rounding third, heading home for February, March, and it's just the same story every year. You know, they're scared. They're nervous because it's looking like the same thing this team's be ball indications probably going to find their groove and be a tough out. But everything Kyle says is something else. It's read between the lines. It's all politician talk. He's either talking to the players through the media. He's talking to the media, you know, via other avenues, basically just getting his narrative across. And he almost kind of slipped up last night. I feel like he said something in his postgame comments about how, like, I've been lobbying or I've been been pushing for Ashton Higgins to be the best point guard in the country, basically Almost telling on himself that he's just trying to lead the charge to get other people to, you know, believe what he's saying. But especially that type of stuff, man. He's he's constantly just coach talk. I mean, I don't know how you can take it any other way. And
0: yeah, and and as a Kentucky fan, you all sometimes it gets annoying because like you want maybe more candid responses and not always talking to recruits and not always just kind of. You know, if Andy comes in and shoots really well, they can beat us, which actually I guess kind of turned out to be pretty close to being true. <laughs> but, you like sometimes we do want more honest answers from him, but that's – he's a coach, and he's a Hall of Fame coach, and he's been around the block a time or two to know – what to say, what not to say. He's never gonna to try to have a quote that could be misconstrued right. and taken where an opponent could get fired up about it. He's always going to be the dude talked up Mark Fox for six years. <laughs> like you know, that's all we needed to know to know that he's kind of full of, of BS. Can you cuss on the podcast?
1: Uh, we can mark it explicit, no, okay. so I mean, go no, for yeah, it. I'm, no, I'm, no, go for no, it. No, I'm used to the family friendly <laughs> on the radio. So. I'm always nervous too because I'm worried I'll like come on your show or do a show with like ESPN six eighty and and let something slip. So
0: you play I, basketball I, with me. I cuss a lot. Oh, I actually I'm kind of have a little bit of a potty mouse and every year I try to like around Lynn be like, Alright, you know, keep down on <laughs> the cussing. Not that I cuss at people, I don't, but just kind of to myself. I'm and it's terrible. And I shouldn't do it. But uh, the fact that I've never there's been one slip-up on the radio station, and it was completely innocent. I was trying to say the word stick oh, yeah. and I just got tongue-tied and said a word that sounds like shtick. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I over-pronounce it, but I thought that, like, I was worried about that, too. Like, oh, I'm going to get on radio. I'm going to I'm gonna mess up all the time. No, I, I don't know. I've done a good job. Sean. I
1: need to get better in my personal life. It was like my New Year's resolution is this year, and I just, I'm horrible. What about, I'm, so I'm assuming there's some type of delay at Big X. Is that Trevor's responsibility to catch it? Should an event ever occur? And oh, that's the right. thing of oh, Trevor. Yikes. If you all listen
0: to Kentucky Roll Call <laughs> 7 to 9, Monday through Friday on Big X, you'll know that Trevor just showing up on time is his biggest <laughs> challenge. So I shouldn't have been shocked that he was late on the dump button. That's it. The right. dump button, if somebody cusses, radio's about five seconds behind, so they push okay. the dump button. So it time, instantly Trevor. just kind of cuts off. And Trevor actually, back in his heyday of doing more than just two hours of work and maybe doing two hours and 30 minutes of work he made it so when he does the dump button it's his voice going tisk tisk tisk. you <laughs> can't good. say that and it's actually good. Great. Great. great um it's pretty funny but do you want to get, bring this back to the vanderbilt game
1: yes yeah, so let's please tie it back in
0: so you had mentioned is am i panicking they had a terrible first half against vanderbilt had a really good second half uh I mean, not really good, but solid second half against Vanderbilt. And they ended up winning comfortably the final five minutes. Kentucky didn't have to sweat all that much. And I was listening to the radio today. I did my own show. And, and I think everybody's kind of – Nick was talking about how concerned he was. And I just feel like we don't always have to overreact one way or the other. And it made me think that, like, how do radio hosts for NBA teams do it? Because – you're going to lose games all. the You play 82 yeah. games. You're going to lose. The best all the time. teams are
1: losing, you know.
0: And you have, well, for example, the Utah Jazz have lost two straight. Really, not that big of a deal. But it was against a Houston team that didn't have like their three best players, and then they lost to a San Antonio team that really isn't all that in a bag of chips. And I was wondering, like, in you in Utah radio, do they just say like, oh, you know, bad stretch, no big deal, because they yeah. know they're a good team, they know they had that huge winning streak earlier this season. We should do the same thing for UK basketball. Uh,
1: Not happening, but we should.
0: They they could play 40 games this season. Just because they had a bad half in one of what could be a season of 80 halves, we're going to panic. I love this Kentucky team. I'm disappointed that they're not past kind of some stinkers like you would have thought the Evansville game would have been it that we're going to take every opponent serious from the jump and we're gonna be ready to go out there and fight. Well, it wasn't because then Utah happened and then it wasn't because then South Carolina happened and you've had some some other halves where they haven't been great. But on the whole, this is a team that went down to Texas Tech and, and won in one of the most hostile environments in the college basketball season. The Brandon Knight team wasn't going to do that. Yeah. Week before, they won a huge game on the road. They did, They're going yeah. to do it three weeks in a yeah, row, potentially. Yeah, the Brandon Knight team, that I don't, they won just a couple SEC road games. You had a 2014 team that won only a couple SEC road games and lost to some really bad teams along the way. They went to the national championship. Brandon Knight went to the Final Four. So just remember, remember this for the rest of February and even into early March, that Kentucky can have some bad halves with basketball. They're going to play a ton of minutes. It's not always going to be perfect. Just When push comes to shove, that's when you want to see them turn it on. And then obviously the end of February, closer to March, be more of a of a finished product. Don't have bad stretches, eight-minute stretches where you allow teams to come back. That's been an issue with this team all season. But you really shouldn't be all that surprised. They're coming off a big win. They've got game day. They were looking ahead a little bit. So no, I'm not panicked over the first half. It is kind of what this Kentucky team is up to this point. I get more excited about what we see in the second half where this team can just, just like that turn a corner and put a team away.
1: Well, Auburn almost did the same thing. They got down, on what, almost 20 points and ended up having to come back to win. So, thankfully, that both of those teams find out a way to win because otherwise Saturday would have put a little damper on that. But, man, I've learned what you just talked about having done a few post-game call-in shows. Oh, my gosh. Like after the South Carolina game, I'm like, I think it was like my first one I'd done in months, oh, too. That had to be and I'm like up. sitting there, like, you keep freaking kidding me? Like a banked in three after they played so awful. Just, you know, so many, there was just so many reasons to be pissed. So doing those, I mean, it's the same people, TJ, that'll call and be like, the sky's falling, this, this team sucks. Like Cal, to really Cal needs to go. Then they'll call back, you know, after the Texas Tech win, and then it's, you know, how do we have any haters? We're, we're so great. So, and I probably fell victim to that before I, got invested in this a little bit more than it is. It's just, for whatever reason, that's how they the BBN is, man. The sky is falling. And...
0: It's not all the Big Blue Nation. There's there's plenty of Kentucky fans that can kind of stay level-headed throughout what is a long college basketball season. And
1: by now, man, in 10 years, it should be. If Cal has taught us nothing else. It's exactly. that history. I mean, it, it's the same movie. It has the same thing. Will they win the national championship? Who knows? Will they go to the Final Four? Who knows? But will they be ready to play that first weekend? Most likely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And this season, they're maybe losing to worse teams that they have lost in other seasons, but they're also winning some road games and looking – they look better on the road than they do at home. Can we just say that? Which is
1: weird. It would scare me a lot more if they were dominating Vandy in these cupcakes and then, you know, going on the road to Texas Tech and shitting the bed. That would scare me a lot more than what they're doing now. They're showing up for all the big games. Every time that spotlight's been on – um, they've shown up because I think a good example of that too is the Ohio State game, which they suck now. But at that time, that was, seemed like a pretty high level game. Yeah, that's
0: when Kentucky had no momentum at all. Ohio State was riding high, and you can see it in the players' attitudes. That like, I bet if they played again, Kentucky'd say like, you know, we're the we're the top dogs here, not you all. Oh, for sure. And Nick Richards getting pushed around. I don't think he'd take that much anymore. He's he's playing with confidence and and all that. And that's another thing I like about this Kentucky team. One. In such a weird year of college basketball, Drew, let's just go back to our generic March Madness. This is what you got to have in March to win checklist. So, do you want to go first? What do you have to have in March to win? Guard play. Just kind of your normal, yeah, guard play. That's the first thing everybody brings up, and it's so true. Check. UK has three point guards. All of them on any given night could be the best one on the team, certainly the best one on the floor. So, guard play. Another one, you have to have a competent big. Nick Richards is more than competent. You don't have to have a good big. You don't. You look at the Virginia team that won last year. You look at the, the Zubek guy on Duke. What a joke that he Yeah, it's rare also. you'd have
1: both of those things and, for the yeah. most part.
0: And Nick Richards is more than competent. He's good. So, boom, Check. I love it. Another thing, uh, you can't be a team that relies on three-pointers to win in March. Kentucky doesn't rely on three pointers. At times, we flat out stink at three pointers. Yep. So check there. Any other? Those are the big three for me. Oh, I'll say I'll say a good physically.
1: one to tie it into, and and um, it's bothered me all year. I wish I almost wish it wasn't a strength, free throw shooting. It's it honestly bothers me that oh, they're yeah, that yeah, good yeah, at free yeah, throw yeah. shooting. It really, it genuinely does because I just I feel like I'm writing the blog already with that shit like. I just hope that they make them when it's time to make them. But you're right. And then I've been saying too, TJ, what's your thoughts on this? I keep saying that Nick Richards is getting so good that depending on the draw they get, forget the seed in that first weekend. If they don't have some good big guys and he doesn't get in foul trouble, he's good enough to basically take Kentucky to the second weekend depending on that draw because he is just, he's an impossible matchup when he's playing his, his
0: best. Yeah, and that's it. And I this year I probably won't care about seed as much as anything uh, or than other years, I should say, because – any team can be beaten on any given night. Any team can get hot and probably beat you, so it's not going to matter. I'm going to probably care more about, like, location. Where's mm-hmm. Kentucky going? I think Greenville uh, is hosting in, in, in maybe – is it? Nah, so, someplace in North Carolina, shocker, they're hosting the NCAA tournament. Like, don't go there because at that point it's just going to be a ton of Duke fans. And I'm thinking
1: where Mid- Midwest is this year. I've Midwest is uh,
0: an indie for the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. Ooh. Like, it'd be a dream if Kentucky could get there. But they probably, but they probably would. Let me pull them up real quick. Then it goes that. You so know. I'm gonna probably care more about like where they're going to play versus more of what seed they are. And then any seed, you could be a one seed, but end up, you know, in 2012. Here's an example: Royce White was one of the best players in college basketball mm-hmm. for that Iowa State team. Yeah. and. I didn't really love the idea of playing against him. I was scared. What if if he gets Anthony Davis in foul trouble? What if he just has an unbelievable night? A few times he did that against Kansas in Big 12 play. Yeah, he was big time. It kind of scared me. So I didn't love seeing him on the schedule or on the bracket potentially playing him. So that's what – I don't know. Does Kentucky want to play Dayton because Obi Toppin is so good? So I'm going to be more concerned about individual players than teams. But at the end of the day, I think my biggest concern will be where is Kentucky playing versus uh, who they're playing. Seeds aren't going to matter this March all that much. All right, I've got the site. I
1: don't think North Carolina is one. I feel like I looked when I was at the Belk Bowl. Is it one?
0: It's Greensboro. Yeah, I said Greensville. It's Greensboro. Well, that's for the first and second round. Okay. So first and second round, ideally, if Kentucky had their way, you probably want to go to the ideal situation for Kentucky. St. Louis first and second round to Indy for Sweet 16 and Elite 8. That's where your fans could travel the most. And then the Final Four in Catalana, UK, would have that place filled. Uh, Here's the other regional sites LA. So the only good news about LA is like. LA, really? Who's the only team that have a fan advantage out there? Maybe Arizona, maybe San Diego State, but how many San Diego? It'd be hard to find any. It's for
1: them to beat Kentucky out there, I think
0: you know that's still a long drive for Gonzaga. That's probably where Gonzaga will be, yeah. and it'll be them or San Diego State, and how maybe they'll end up doing one two out there with those two. Although what a joke that region would be. All right, Houston. Yeah, I guess the only plus there is it's Tyrese Maxey's hometown. Yeah, maybe that's it. Houston. I, I, yeah, there's nothing too good about Houston. The other one, New York City, which the gardens, nice. That's always it was
1: great. I experienced it first time this year. It was unbelievable.
0: That's That'd be always neat. interesting to have. Uh, Elite eight there. I find like
1: those are some unique regional sites: L.A., New York City,
0: Houston, and Indy. It, like L.A., New York, that's that's gonna be big time. TV. That is.
1: I feel like it's it's normally places like Indy, Houston, um, Kansas City last year.
0: And they're opposite nights, so you're gonna have like on Thursday from L.A., Friday in New York, and then Saturday in L.A., Sunday in New York. So that'll be fun. Uh, so, but the first and second round. St. Louis most ideal. Outside of that, it'd be Cleveland from a geography standpoint. Kentucky has played in Cleveland several times in the NCAA tournament as of late. I think most memorable was the Kentucky Notre Dame Elite Eight game in '15, and they also had the uh, West Virginia beatdown, which was so enjoyable.
1: Oh, uh, it was man! And I just every time someone brings up the the Notre Dame game, I just I feel like Carltown scored scored 100 points in like 90 shots in a row. <laughs> like it was unbelievable. I remember watching it by myself and. Them just feeding him the ball time after time after time sticks with me for a long time. But all right, let's preview Auburn a little bit, TJ. But first, let's take a quick break. All right, and we're back on the Cats by Ninety podcast. Drew Brown, TJ Walker. Um, you can catch TJ on the Kentucky Roll Call radio show on Big X Radio, seven to nine a.m. here in Louisville. You can listen on ninety six point one FM, fourteen fifty a.m. There's a phone number you can call. I take advantage of that one a lot. And also, I'm sure you can listen online. We need it. like they have an app or do you stream
0: it? Uh, you can go to BigXSportsRadio.com. There's a Big X app. It's not always the best, but the TuneIn Radio app. That's uh, okay. That's better than iHeart in my opinion. TuneIn, you can get all the same stations, and for NFL seasons, they're they're home to a lot of professional sports radio. So if you want to listen to a pro sports call, NFL, whatever it may be, TuneIn's great for that. So we have that, but I have all the ways to listen over on my Twitter page. I've got it in the pin tweet, so you can check that out. What is it at TJ Walker Radio? At TJ Walker Radio.
1: Um, so big X i wish there was a station like that more louisville i genuinely listen to big x works radio like all the time i love the local coverage that they do like i can turn it on randomly and they're just playing like a high school baseball game and stuff like that i really genuinely do enjoy the content i've converted many of people over to a krc listener because yeah. we don't have to name names but the morning radio in louisville scene i mean people have just are they're scorned by it they hate it it's if usually as soon as I bring it up, they're all ears for a change because as I said I won't name names, but for the most part, the morning slots in Louisville people are not huge fans of.
0: There's there's some bad blood there, but I I think we have the perfect blend of kind of nonsense but actual UK talk in mm-hmm. terms of like getting in depth with some X's and O's and breaking down the game because ultimately that's what I like to do, but I also like being goofy sometimes, so there is a little bit of sophomore humor that comes with Kentucky Roll Call but uh, well thank you for recommending it to people yeah and that's kind of what I was doing I was
1: trying to articulate earlier which is why I like enjoy your show with you not being so much tied down to as an umbrella but you also have Nick you know who's with Kentucky Sports Radio that's boots on the ground you know he's, he's at all these events so that's why I like you two together and then I'll just say Trevor, you gotta listen to the show and then no, you'll Trevor know what I'm Trevor. talking about. You'll so. hate
0: him at first and then you'll probably hate him later on. But at some point, like- Somewhere the, in the middle you'll hate him. You'll be like the Grinch less, and your yeah. heart will grow uh, a little bit in terms of him. But yeah, it's a good time. And we appreciate it when you come on. You do a great job. I love it, I love it. it. Generally, yeah. when
1: I, other than me missing a toll payment once when I came and it ended up costing $110, it's my favorite thing to do. But I'm not gonna get on Riverlink today. Some They're crooks.
0: They well, really, they really are. We can save that for another day. Yeah, right? we'll
1: move on. They're yeah. crooks. Um, so Auburn, cats are traveling to Auburn. Huge game. It could, again, you could have argued three Saturdays in a row. This will be their most hostile environment. I think it, for most people, it sounded like Texas Tech was insane. The fans were yeah. right behind the media. I thought Free that beer. was really cool. Free beer, yeah, brilliant idea. But now, so traveling to Auburn, my first question for you, TJ, are you a Bruce Pearl guy? I don't think I've ever asked you. I am. I am I'm weirdly, a Bruce
0: Pearl guy. I. I I don't agree with everything he does or has done. And, And it's so silly. Like, imagine... You had the Katina Powell scandal. You've got this Adidas stuff. And this barbecue. And he lied about a barbecue, which also, Burns, why, you know, it's stupid on his part. Why are you lying about a barbecue? Just just admit that you're wrongdoing. You get a slap on the wrist and move on. And it's also crazy that he was fired from Tennessee. And Tennessee's lucky that Rick Barnes has turned out the way that he has. Very true. Rick Barnes done a great job at Tennessee. Make no mistake about it. He was kind of the butt of a lot of jokes at Texas, but he's really kind of changed that narrative a little bit. Still can't win in March, so suck at Tennessee. But... Bruce Pearl he's just fun. Like that's at the end of the day, is what this is, is this is entertainment. Opposing fans hate him, which we can relate as Kentucky fans in that regard. But if he was your coach, you'd probably love how animated he is. You'd love the sweat. You'd love his looking like he may have a stroke at any moment. <laughs> Uh and he's good. He plays a fun style of basketball too. It reminds me of Roy Williams a little bit. He just wins. like you always can guarantee Kentucky and Auburn games are going to be entertaining from one point. And you may say, Well, Kentucky beat him by thirty last year at Rough. Well, hell yeah, that was entertaining. They Thank won
1: you. the SEC championship by like a million. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I love Bruce Pearl, and I love him now. And I'm, I'm pretty much a hater on a lot of opposing coaches. There's none that I'm like, oh, I wish they'd come here. But I, I love Bruce Pearl. I think last year I got the chance to see him live maybe like five times because they, they came to rub. I didn't go there, but I was at the SEC tournament. They played at least three games there, and then they were in Kansas City. So, I, you know, just around Bruce Pearl, and he just seems like such a genuine guy. His players love him. I remember writing some stuff about that last year. Like, his players, and you see how he gets on them during the game. I mean, he's, he's a psycho as they come. And after the game, I mean, their hugs and everything. So, I'm a big Bruce Pearl guy. I'm looking forward to seeing him on his home turf. I think it'll be a good game. I have not seen any spreads for this game. I don't know if it's too early for that. But it's going to be rowdy, man. I, I know bet, it's an expensive ticket.
0: I bet Auburn will be like a... Two point favorite. I was gonna say it's, uh, yeah, it'll be somewhere right there. Somewhere. Funny Bruce Pearl story. No, it's I don't want to roush it and, and oversell it, but uh, I I was at an event one time and he was there and it was in Lexington I think. So a ton of Kentucky fans and Kentucky fans were going up to him taking pictures. He had just gotten the job at Auburn and he was asking a lot of the people like, "Hey, how old are you?" Which at first you're like, "What?" First, <laughs> well, take it easy, man. Like these, they're they're clearly underage. But no, you're not allowed to take pictures of any people. Is it sixth grade and up, or is it seventh grade and up? Huh. You got a daughter. You you. I have, need to, to, know I her have to check worlds. the handbook on that. Well, how old is How old is she? Now?
1: She just turned twelve in sixth grade. Sixth
0: grade, so she's getting close to like she can't have certain
1: contact. I'm not kidding. It's a it's a real thing. Oh, it's a vicious game, Do They break all the even in high school. They're already courting her at these schools. It's but crazy.
0: The thing I couldn't understand. And it, was, and it was nice, and, you know, if the per- I think there was one kid that was, like, in eighth grade, and he was like, I'm so sorry, I could not take a picture with you. <laughs> and he was so nice about it, but everybody else, he, he didn't say no to a single picture. There was one mom, she was like, well, I don't have to ask your age, and she was holding a baby. And she was <laughs> like, and I don't think he's too old, so you all are good. And it was, it was really nice. The thing I couldn't figure out was, was that just an act to be like, look, I'm clean. He was starting that Auburn job, was new. he's like, I'm going to play by all the rules. And at at first, I was like, no, that's crazy. Of course not. He's just, he's wanting to play by the rules, but he's just being cautious. This isn't an act. He's not trying to put on a show or be overdramatic. But then you see some of the guys Auburn brings in for recruiting. (laughs) You know, like they bring in some of the red flag guys, and, you know, you had Austin Wiley miss some time. So it's also like, is he kind of back to his old tricks? Which, which Bruce Pearl is it? But fair, at, fair. At the end of the day, I still like him. And if you're an Auburn fan, even and I have no evidence to suggest that Auburn has been cheating, although I've heard some rumors they're going to get hit pretty hard here in the future. But I haven't heard any evidence necessarily that they have been cheating. But if you're an Auburn fan, who would even care if you have been? Like <laughs> you, they, he, they, you've made Auburn basketball relevant. you got to go to a Final Four. You got to go roll Toomer's Corner after the final four game. Now, of course, you all ended up losing. You all didn't realize it. You see those videos last year? I don't know if I did or they, not. Because the, there was a foul, you know, in that Virginia game. Mm-hmm. There was a foul right at the buzzer where they got to go shoot Oh, guns. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember and that. All yeah. these students didn't know that the foul was called. They saw uh, they oh, start, yeah. So of they course, ran I remember out, that. And they, yeah. and they started TPing. I totally out the trees. About that. Yikes. And then they had the reaction video, then all out there, and they're like, we lost. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> How did, did I lost? forget that? 100 100- Yeah. It was- oh, it was it was fantastic. But, uh, yeah, if you're Robert, who would care? You, you, you've had actually had some basketball memories, which you, you haven't been able to say since Charles Barkley. So.
1: And I guess that's too why I mentioned last year, I just feel like I spent so much time around him. I think you kind of get an idea of is this guy genuine or not, and it, it's at least evident for sure that him and his players have a very genuine bond because he can light them up out there and they're all hugs, mm-hmm. and obviously there was the horrific injury with Okiki going down, and so you saw a lot of emotion after that game and then even on to play Kentucky, but... I tell this story every time, and every time I say I'm not going to tell it, and I need to let it go. But I'll tie in Nick Richards. I, I'll tell this till the day I die, I guess. But if he could have just played two minutes in that game and altered, blocked one of Jared Harper's shots, just one, who knows where? I mean, Kentucky at minimum has a Final Four banner. And I don't know if they were good enough to beat Virginia, but who knows. But just looking at Nick Richards now compared to less than one year ago in March, when granted he was playing behind. PJ Washington and Reed Travis, but I think he played like forty seconds in that game or something crazy, had no stats. If he could have just altered one of those, because if you remember, that's what last year's Auburn team was. It was Jared Harper turning the corner and shooting layups and um, you know, Bryce Brown shooting three pointers. But this year's team, great record. I think what are they, fifteen and two, something like that? Is that yeah, sound they, right?
0: They've only lost two games. They came in the same week. They're eighteen and two.
1: Eighteen and two, so
0: knocking on the twenty win door, which I'm sure Bruce Pearl's probably done that every year at Auburn. You're right, but man. I mean,
1: he's, he's yeah, exactly. He's made them relevant. However, he's doing it. So, what's your kind of your thoughts? What do you think is going to go down? Are you, do you think Kentucky's going to rise to the occasion again? I think Kentucky is
0: a lot better than Auburn. And I think when you, when Auburn comes to town, which is only in like two weeks, it's a quick turnaround before they, they come back to rough. If I'm not mistaken, one team's a quick turnaround coming back to Rupp. I've got their schedule. No, okay. Auburn is not that team. It's Vanderbilt. Kentucky goes to Vanderbilt February 11th, which. It'll be February on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So that, that's pretty quick. And they did a similar thing with Georgia. You yeah, Georgia was quick. To get off of and I fight. was
1: gonna I was actually gonna ask you the same thing. Yeah, Georgia was very quick too. I feel like Georgia was like ten days or two weeks tops.
0: Yeah, it's it's bizarre to me. Kentucky will play Florida for the first time February twenty second and then play them again March seventh. Yeah. But they'll have already played so many teams twice in between that stretch. Anyways, I think Kentucky's a lot better than Auburn. I, I think Auburn's a fraud. All things considered, and we had Bobby Regan of Barstool Sports on our show today, and I heard he was that. saying that, "Hey, Auburn actually is pretty good. They can do a lot of different lineups. They're versatile. They look so bad in that Florida stretch, and I think they who else did they lose to Alabama? And I know Alabama's a rivalry game, but they got blown out in those games. And then you look at who they've beaten, and you'd have to tell me what their best win is. Maybe yeah, I was, I was
1: just gonna say, but their are 18 wins. They don't have." Any you know, good ones? It,
0: it is a kind of a fraud of a resume. They have some good players. They have some players that were impactful on a team that went to the Final Four and had a really good chance to potentially win the national frickin' championship. So they've got some good players. I'm just not overly impressed with them. Every SEC game, they've been mostly close in there. There's been maybe one or two blowouts in there in that stretch. My issue is the atmosphere. We've seen the whistle Kentucky can get on the road. I would expect it to honestly be just like Arkansas, just like Texas Tech, where Kentucky looks like the better team, but these runs foul trouble can. can be an issue for Kentucky where Auburn will come back and then the final four minutes it'll be who's the better team in those final four minutes. I think Kentucky should win though, Drew. Well,
1: Auburn doesn't have Jared Harper and Bryce Brown. I mean, that was really the key to last year. They had two really good guards. I mean they shot a million threes a game, but that to me is gonna be the huge advantage. I I think I can't think of the one guy's name. I know Purifoys shoots the ball, Dowdy, that's the other one, and if he's their best player, I just don't see him being able to match up with the three guards, but we know how the whistle goes on the road, and and it's going to be crazy, and Kentucky's risen to the challenge of all these road games, but can they do it again? Because the first four minutes of that game, you know, you really want to lock in because it's going to be rowdy. What, we got a 6 p.m. Eastern tip, I think?
0: yes with game day there
1: obviously which yeah. we haven't even mentioned so yeah. all that all add elements but i i agree with your assessment i think that kentucky is the better team hopefully they look like it and, and that was a good way how you put it is i guess it's just kind of a matter of if they can overcome the other factors and, and close the deal out but I, it won't change my mind at all about this team if they pass the I test saturday and they end up losing by a couple points or a late basket or something i think they've proven that they're same and i
0: said up. the same about texas tech and i said the uh, Arkansas, I thought they should have beaten. Arkansas, There's still... The talent gap is a, a little different there. But if they lost to Texas Tech, it wouldn't have bothered me in the slightest. If they lose to Auburn, it'll probably bother me a little bit more than it would have a Texas Tech. But ultimately, big picture, I'm not changing my mind on anything like we talked about earlier in this podcast. We live in a microwave-take society where you've got to come out and always... you got to evaluate every single minute of every single game. And, oh, no, now Kentucky can't win it. Oh, never mind, they can win it. But... Uh, no, I, I. But they should win. I think they're better. My biggest question mark is who guards uh, Isaac Okoro mm-hmm. on Auburn. He is a mismatched problem. At six foot six, two twenty five. A little too big for the three guards for Kentucky to. It's similar to Jordan. I've Moore. seen him play a
1: bunch of times. Do you know who he was high school teammates with? Who's that? Sharif Cooper. Who's Where also going to be going on Auburn? Yeah, they played at uh, McEachern High School, and I'm pretty I'm sure Joe Isaac Akoro. I love. He's one of my favorite players in the class. Don't tell Jack Pilgrim now. He, he doesn't like him. So I'm anxious to see how that plays out and see because he he is tiny. But back to Akoro. I think he has some really strong football offers, too. And Kentucky fans, you'll you'll see why on Saturday. The dude's a monster. And I've yeah. seen him catch many alley hoops from Sharif Cooper. He's a load. And very young, too. I mean, he's just a freshman.
0: Yeah, and, and the, the thing about him is he is strong. You did have Emmanuel Quickly do a really good job on Jordan Wara, somebody that was bigger than him that was a good scorer. So maybe you can do that here. But he's we is stronger than Boar. War is not oh, he's, really he's trying a to man. bully people. He's trying to more flail his arms and do some of that stuff. So that's going to be who do you put on? It'll probably be one of those guards. will probably be quickly to start, and then I don't know. I think Austin Wiley's going to have to play really well for them. He and, sucks now. And,
1: how has he gotten worse? I don't he know. gets worse. I, mean, I saw him so, play a bunch too. He play, I'm trying to think so what high school. He played it, and he I thought he was going to just grow into be a man, you know, in three years and figure out how to. You know, manufacture double double near numbers every night and hit a good freshman season. And I know he got injured, but it's weird how much he's digressed.
0: And Kentucky. And another thing is they cannot be as careless with the ball as they were against Vanderbilt. Mm -hmm. Really, as they were against Texas Tech. But again, a great defensive team in Texas Tech. You can you can get it a little bit more, but goodness gracious, you make things so much tougher on yourself when you just cough the ball up. You think the they're going to press too. much?
1: You think Auburn will press so much? Yeah, they'll definitely press. I, I
0: think Kentucky's going to press a little bit. I think you're going to see a little press on press. Uh, I think Cal
1: mentioned that the other day he was talking. Yeah, he's, I think, was it after Vandy just last night when he said that something about the team was happy, they wanted to press, and they were excited when he said to? He but did say that. He I, said
0: that the, the players, again, the players were the program, the players wanted to press, so they did it. So they told them, me... <laughs> and they, said, they liked it. And he said, you know, we'll work on it a little bit more then. Cause they, I
1: just still, I pray any team presses. If if Kentucky just minorly executes with Ashton Hagans, Tyrese Maxey, and Manuel quickly, Nick Richards should just be catching lobs all day if any team's really putting full court, you know, 2 2 1
0: press on them. I think mostly it'll probably just be man to man press just yeah. to try to get Kentucky deeper into the shot clock when they set up and, and let them go from, you know, 20 or 18 seconds opposed to 26 seconds. Because Kentucky will get good looks if they run their offense. Which of course Cal Perry won't get credit for that, but uh, they do, and 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 that's the difference between Bandy first half and second half. Was first half they missed their open shots and they were turning the ball over. Second half they started to actually knock down some, and everything started to look a little bit better. All right, well we both like
1: the cats on Saturday, so hopefully they go down there and have a good showing. Um, we can kind of start wrapping things up, TJ. Did the Vince Marrow news break before you guys on the radio or after? Have you given your take on
0: this shit? So we talked about it on air that, like, hey, he is a candidate. He's going to, Nick found a news clip, I guess, from up there. where He said, I want to be a head coach someday, but I have not talked to Youngstown State. Although, if they talked, I'd be willing to listen. But as of right now, I just remain a fan. And then it was shortly after we had gotten off the air that Kentucky Sports Radio had reported that he was in deep talks. Now... The issue here would be: When's this podcast coming out? Uh, Tonight. Tonight? Okay, tonight. (laughs) uh, Watch it by the time this comes out. This is a trend of working for me that I'll say this, and he'll end up taking the job. I'm not worried about him going to Youngstown freaking State. That seems like so much, so much built-up drama of either him trying to get a payday or people just trying to make news more dramatic than it actually is to be able to try to drive clicks to their show or drive clicks to their website, whatever it may be. He, It would be a shocker to me, and I've got no inside <laughs> information here, but you're going to take a significant pay cut to go to what would probably be a dead-end job And I love Vince Morrow and him saying he wanted to be a head coach someday. That's the biggest news of all this, in Mm. my opinion, is that that he does want to be a head coach. And if you were a Mac job like Akron or something, maybe that's the job that will come after him or Toledo. And maybe that's the job that we need to be worried about. He's not going to take a pay cut to go to Youngstown State. And at best, what kind of job could he get from there? I don't see that happening. I'm not worried about it. I've got no inside information there, but I think we've got bigger fish to fry than Youngstown State.
1: Yeah, you never know when stuff like this starts coming out, like especially in professional sports, with like, oh, there's there's mutual interest, you know, stuff like that. Because right, you know, he could be trying to get paid, and I mean, at this point too, he he just deserves to have his name in the news, if you want to put it that way or whatever, just because the phenomenal job he's done, and that's a part of it, right? Trying to become a head coach sure. is you want your name out there for these things, and it. Would you agree? I guess TJ, the general consensus kind of seems to be that he's just putting these feelers out, but ultimately he's probably going to ride out this stellar defense that's, that's shaped up and try to lobby maybe for a better you know, type of job in two to three years.
0: I don't know. I, again, we don't really know exactly what he's thinking, but I've got to imagine that he really likes money and Kentucky can pay him a lot so. of it. He's already paying him a lot of it. And maybe there will be another job. Or maybe you keep your hitch to the Stoops wagon and maybe someday Stoops gets – A huge job Uh, does that. I think Stoops is really happy in Kentucky. We could get into that another day. And and I don't mean this as a disrespect to Vince because I think he does a lot of things besides recruiting that is underrated for him. But the second you make him a head coach, you're losing probably 80% of what makes him so good. Fair, yeah. Because that's getting him off the road. It's getting him out of the homes and living rooms of these recruits. And could he bring better talent to a Youngstown State than what they're used to? I'm sure they could, but is his recruiting strength going to be utilized for people that don't have D1 offer? Like yeah. it's a completely different game to which he may not even be well aware of how to even handle those situations. So
1: yeah, it's a lot easier sell going north and talking kids to come into play in the SEC. Uh, exactly. I mean, that, then, that's a brilliant I talk about that all the time on here. They're they're uh, like went into a job interview and had their five-year plan of like just pipeline you know uh ohio and michigan like no one has really ever tried to do to that extent and the dividends that it's paid off but i'm with you i don't see i just don't see what it because i was, it's not like a you want to retire at youngstown state so if, if your ultimate goal is to keep moving up the ladder you'd be better off staying put but i think it's where did his daughter just start playing softball pittsburgh pittsburgh so you always got to so you know weigh a little that more, stuff you in know. You know,
0: be a little closer to pittsburgh uh, there were some people I saw that were getting upset that uh, that Kentucky didn't put his daughter on the softball team. They're like, "What are you all doing? That's an opportunity! You all parents, like most parents, are okay with their kids leaving for college. Yeah, not to be in the same place, same time. You just saw Kentucky's head coach's <laughs> basketball-playing son transfer out of the best basketball program in the country. I still
1: can't believe they might go. So I have family in Detroit. Oh, my wife's family's all there. I still can't believe that they might go to Detroit Mercy to play a game like or I guess Detroit they won't play it at there. But I knew that was going to happen. I got excited when Brad transferred there because I'm like, well, that's they're going to be on the schedule. But I just totally assumed it would be coming to Rupp Arena. So it'd be very cool to me if they make a trip to Detroit to play Detroit Mercy. You think that'd be exhibition game?
0: No, well, no, they're a D one team. That's not gonna be an okay. Okay, that's gonna be a a real game. I'm sure.
1: I think they Although, want
0: to are there any nepotism laws that we need to look into. <laughs> I,
1: here I mean, like... it it is like just spending university money that wouldn't have been spent otherwise, or just for that factor, obviously.
0: Yeah, and also, like, are we really wanting to throw a bone to Mike Davis? Mm. Like, the dude who slapped his head a thousand times on the floor in the IU yeah. Kentucky game. Like, are we going to... I didn't know, even think he, about that. He aspect. took on Brad, and he probably didn't have to, <laughs> and that was nice of him. And Brad's doing pretty well for himself, averaging seven points a game. No big deal. Shooting over Ooh. 42% from deep. Ooh. Would Brad play at all on this Kentucky team? No. I bet he would. I, I don't bet think he would. I bet he would have. Well, Especially what's, with Khalil gone. Play
1: minutes or, like... like you no, think I, he's gonna have minutes like because they basically what have these core group of guys that are playing now? You think he'd have the same minutes as these core group of guards or they're sprinkling him no, in no, no. on a bad I, shooting no, no, night? No,
0: no, no. I'm I'm talking like maybe anywhere from two to eight minutes. Okay, a game. but in but not necessarily just in garbage time because hey, this can no not hasn't okay. Gotten garbage time in a long time.
1: Earlier in the year, absolutely, it would have been no brainer the way they were shooting the ball.
0: Yeah, I think he I think he would have gotten like. Hey, Kentucky's offense is terrible in the first half. You know what, Brad? We're going to put you in for a four-minute stretch, see what you can do. Yeah, when
1: you're going one for 18 from three, you know, for two months. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh, I don't have to worry about that anymore.
1: I, I wish Trevor was on or could hear this. So I have to play the clip for him. But I actually have been – I was at the second-ever event at Little Caesars Arena, the new arena that just opened in downtown Detroit where the Pistons play at now. Guess what event I was at, TJ?
0: You were – at a wrestling
1: event. Wrestling, but not just wrestling. So this is what p- folks like Trevor would appreciate. This. I was at Hell in a Cell. Ooh, Hell yes, in a Cell. Yes. Nice, I'm familiar, right? I'm
0: not a wrestling fan, but even yes. I know
1: what Hell in a Cell is. And I, w- I was just taken back walking in there. I was great, great memories. Went there with my brother-in-law Sean and his friend Eric. Took me. It was amazing. So I had a good time there. So I'd love to go back. Little Caesars arena's badass. It's super nice. First year. I hate so.
0: Little Caesars. They're not a sponsor, are they?
1: Well, it's the, their arena is the Little Caesars arena, so... No,
0: no, of your show. Of oh, the,
1: oh, yeah, I don't... Who knows? Okay. Hope not. <laughs> they
0: uh, one time got food poisoning at Little Caesars. I also oh, had yeah. Askin Robbins. This was in college back in, like, 2009. And I don't know if it was the pizza or the ice cream or the combination. So either. you hate them both equally. Sin- but since then, I'm out on Little Caesars. Never had it since. How do you
1: even get food poisoning from pizza?
0: See, a lot of people say that, but, like, what if their cheese was just, like... <laughs> Yeah, well, terrible or yeah. if their pepperonis were stale. i don't know i don't know what if a boy was handling raw chicken yeah, in a major yeah, pizza? and then it's it plausible was, and i may i may have also gotten some wings from there <laughs> oh, yeah i cracked the code i just cracked the code i may have actually gotten you from there <laughs> that's probably what like, it
1: was we narrowed it down yeah so nothing's yeah. worse than food poisoning like I can remember like i actually oh, heard no, the that's stupid that's um true. i had food poisoning once when the zach brown chicken fried song and for some reason i don't know if i was riding to the hospital or i was laying in bed every time i hear that song now i just want to break it because it it takes me back to food poisoning and nothing is worse it's awful
0: it's it is absolutely the worst but uh kentucky lose on saturday would be pretty bad too so go out there and get a win caps
1: yes i think we both agree um i appreciate it tj i always enjoy talking to you i hit all my topics hopefully we got anything off your chest that you wanted to and definitely i'm serious about this make sure any listeners lexington louisville all over this country hopefully Check out Kentucky Roll Call seven to nine a.m. Big X Sports Radio. Um, you can do uh, follow TJ two at TJ Walker Radio. Pretty straightforward there.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Always. All right. We'll catch everybody next time on the Cats by Ninety podcast.
0: Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow Cats by Ninety on Twitter at Cats by Ninety. You can also follow Aaron and Drew at A Gershon ninety nine and. At Big Blue Drew 33. And remember no matter the opponent, it's always Cats by 90.